0: So I had that emotion, but I just kept moving forward going, I I don't know how, I just know I can, and I'm going to figure it out. And so now here we are all these
1: years later. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 318. And if you've ever felt busy and overwhelmed and like it's all too much, you're going to love today's episode. You ready for this? Let's get started. Hey there, Inspired Entrepreneurs and Business Leaders, your host, Melanie Benson, Authority Amplifier and Possibility Igniter. And today I have such an extraordinary guest. Talk about an authority, someone with so much influence and someone who really knows what it's like to try and balance it all. Kids, work, growth, husband's uh, support system. Being a leader in the community, she's experienced it all and made a huge pivot to create meditation and mindset tools for busy women. I just love her so much. and we have such a fun story, but you'll have to you have to listen to the interview to hear what that's all about. And speaking of authority, and this conversation with my guest really kind of reminded me, we have a new tool here. I have just opened the doors to a quiz. That helps you identify what could be blocking your most powerful asset to client attraction, and that is your authority. That's right, we've got a new quiz to help you identify what's blocking and derailing your authority. And it's keeping you from landing some of those great high-ticket clients and those next level opportunities that we all know just open the floodgates for greatness to come into our world. And Ultimately, you're igniting your impact, your income, and your influence. If you head over now to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz, and we'll link that up in the show notes for you, you will discover what's in the way of your authority being experienced by your ideal clients and opportunities, and more importantly, how to claim your status as a highly paid authority. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. I'm so excited for today's conversation. We're going to dip into the world of overwhelm and how mindset and meditation can be a guiding and grounding force. Let me introduce you to someone who's so amazing. I'm so excited to have her here today, Katie Krumotsis. She is a mom, a wife, an adventurer, a podcaster, a seeker, and a changemaker. And she's committed to brightening the light of women around the world through her work under the Women's Meditation Network. Those are guided meditation podcasts and resources created for those who identify as women so they can use the tool of meditation to know themselves and consciously create lives they love. She has eight podcasts in her network, Meditation for Women, Sleep Meditation, Morning Meditation, Sleep Sounds. So many amazing resources. I'll make sure you know how to go and check it out. Uh, Now, Katie identifies as a writer at heart. So she has a soft spot in her life for animals, Mother Nature. She loves a good margarita and treasures the job of raising her two girls. Katie, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Melanie, I'm so grateful to be here. Very excited to be back on the mic with you, my dear. (laughs) Uh, I know. So we were just talking
1: in the green room how funny it is. Um, Katie had a podcast years ago. I want to even say it was like 12 or 15 years ago, maybe. It wasn't that It was
0: back in 2014, I think, is when I... Was it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. It was
1: before that. No, it was before that. It was 2012. It was was back. Yeah. And um, I literally like that interview was one of the first interviews I started doing in podcasts. And I remember uh, we ran into each other at an event and you were like, Melody, it's Katie. And I'm like, (gasps) Katie, Katie, (laughs) Katie, all right. Like, oh my God, that was such a brilliant conversation. And you asked the best questions. So I'm excited to be on the other side of the microphone from you today.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, let's, you know, make sure that we, communicate that like you were amazing. And I was more nervous because like I was brand new to interviewing people, brand new to podcasting. And uh, you were just phenomenal. Like you just showed up as this force back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously now all these years and all these evolutions later, you are even that much more.
1: Mm, thank you. Well, you, I I think the podcast is still live because we're still sharing it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can go listen to that interview. <laughs> Well, a lot has changed for you since those days. You're now a mom and you have shifted your focus a bit. Why don't you share, catch us up a little bit with how you went from being a very full life, busy entrepreneur, building business, doing what you were doing then to being a woman who is this, you know, light brightener for women across the planet, uh, with meditation and being, um, you know, tapping into uh, a new resource.
0: Yeah. Um, so back then that podcast was called biz women rock. And, uh, it was, I launched, I I'm almost certain it was 2012 beginning of 2012. And I was brand new to podcasting. I had been an entrepreneur for uh, a handful of years at that point. So I was very, in love and obsessed with entrepreneurship and this whole game that we get to play called, hey, we get to live out our, you know, the things that we love in this world. And by helping people in the manner that we are called to do, we can earn revenue from that and we can make a living and we can like be reciprocated for that. So um that, I just fell in love with entrepreneurship from that. So the Biz Women Rock podcast and and subsequent business um was... My opportunity to really stand out on my own and do that and talk to other amazing women entrepreneurs about their journeys um, and eventually really build out a community of my own that I was providing strategic consulting for, masterminds, programs, courses, memberships, live events. I mean, you name it, that was really my business model. Um, and I loved it. They, um, I did it for, I think, about a year and a half before I had my first baby. Um, and so I had my first baby, and then it was like, oh my gosh, get used to this mompreneur equation, right? And so I sort of found my cadence with my first kid. And in early 2018, I was, um, kind of putting the final touches on that year's like annual business plan. And one of the random kind of ideas that I had was a a meditation podcast for women, not because I have any. Sort of credentials as a meditation expert or guide, um, or any sort of degrees from a meditation school, but it's because I'm a practitioner of meditation, and I have been since I was 18, 19 years old, Um, and very imperfectly, but you know, throughout all these years, it has become a really, really strong foundational part of who I am and how I connect with who I am. So I just sort of had this random one-off idea. I didn't do anything about it because it really didn't fit into the business model that I had back then and it was sort of like this random one off. Fast forward into the year, it's April, um and we find out that we're pregnant with our second daughter. And immediately, for anyone listening who's ever found themselves pregnant, like something automatically shifts in your life. Like immediately something you loved all of a sudden you don't. Something you, you know, never wanted to do all of a sudden you do or like just something shifts. And so um, I knew immediately that I didn't want that business anymore, which was surprising as hell to me because I was loving doing it. I loved my clients. I loved, I, I loved everything about building that business. It was a very successful business, and um, and so, um, I just sort of went into this little quiet time for a while. I sh- I did not launch all the programs that I had planned to launch. I just sort of like did the bare minimum. I met with clients I had already had and showed up the way that I had promised that I was going to show up. But otherwise I sort of kind of went dark for a while. I went, I went quiet for a while. And in those quiet times, I was on walks with my husband. And, um, in one of these conversations, a lot of the conversations were like, what am I going to do? I don't know. Should I keep this? Should I not? I can make it work. And no, no way. I'm going to be full-time mom. This is crazy. (laughs) Um, and in one of those conversations, you know i had sort of like spewed for the day and he very patiently sat there and just said what about that meditation idea and i said well what about it and he's like what about it <laughs> and that planted the seed for what is now the women's meditation network um i be- became very clear that even though to others it looked like this complete non sequitur it looked like what in the what do you mean you're going from business to meditation like that is not your personality at all and it- And um, But I knew myself. So I knew enough to know this is the next evolution of my work with women in this world. And I also knew this is a very different, very intimidating at the time business model because it's completely different. But this business model gives me time freedom. And that's really what I want in this next season of my life. I want to not have to show up for an interview. I want to not have to show up for a client at a specific time. Um, And so Um, so off I went to the races and that I launched my very first show very nervously, um, with an enormous amount of like imposter syndrome, like who in the world am I to do these guided meditations? I don't, I've never done a guided meditation for anyone. Um, but I did it in the summer of 2018 and that was meditation for women, my original podcast. Fast forward four and a half years, almost, I now have eight podcasts and the, Like I'm an official network, like I'm an official network, I'm an official like media production company. And it's, it's, it is not that pretty, believe me, there's been a lot of, you know, ups and downs along the way. But that's, um, it's been a really fascinating and awesome
1: journey. Mm. So beautiful. I love that hearing real life stories of someone who got that seed planted, but it needed to kind of germinate for a while before it could really sprout and grow. And I think that's such a perfect example. Sometimes we get a message of where we're really meant to grow and evolve, but it may not be the right time. I think it was um, uh, magic or what was the big magic where... um, Yes. Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. She talks about that. Like sometimes you get the seed, you get the, the initiation or the spark, but it's not the right time. And, and, uh, you know, anyway, that's a great story. Yeah. I want to lean into something for a moment that you talked about, because I heard you unpack this a bit more when we were on the panel at PodFest earlier this year, but you talked about time freedom and how saying yes to this business model, you just knew this was one of your paths to more time freedom. This is such a brilliant concept that you're doing because a lot of us podcast, but we're not charging for our podcast, right? But right. you really flipped this around a bit and you do have some free podcasts, which we'll share a little bit later, but how have you shifted this business model? So it's monetized for you. Would you mind sharing a little bit about it?
0: Not at all. So the business model that is very popular out there in the business model that I had before was my podcast. I am paying for my podcast. So, because it's a giant marketing arm of my business, and so my podcast is part of this uh, megaphone out there that allows me to gather folks who are interested in what I'm saying. Really love, I, I always called it the no love and trust me, and not no like and trust. Like you know me, you love me, you trust me, and therefore I can now offer you products, right, or one on one coaching or whatever that is. And that is a brilliant and beautiful business model. And it requires my butt in the seat. And so when I became pregnant, I was very clear that that's not the model I wanted. So I was just really like, what could this model be? I got really clear from the get-go that this was really a network because I realized that, okay, meditation for women, there I could go so many ways with that. I can niche that out in so many ways. There are different types of women, different kind of habits that women have, different, you know, emotions that women are going through. Like there's so much possibility here. So I think, Immediately, I got that it was this network. And because I got that, I got that, I started looking at network models. Like, what are the models of typical ne- networks? And the typical model is that you've got a ton of shows and, you know, a giant portion of revenue comes from advertising, very traditional advertising. And if you would have asked me in my Biz Women Rock days what I believed about traditional advertising, I would have probably given you a big, like, you know, middle finger up going like, no, you don't need that. And it's because traditional advertising for a, a what I would consider myself before was a small niche show doesn't make any sense when we're talking about you know twenty five dollars CPM that's cost per meal that's for every thousand dollars or thousand dollars for every thousand downloads I get paid twenty five dollars right. Well, I was averaging you know, 5,000 downloads a month at the time with Biz Women Rock. So we're talking like 125 bucks, right? Like that doesn't make sense for me at all. But when I'm talking about a model that that revenue model makes sense for, we're talking about very high numbers. So that starts to make really good sense when we're getting into the 100,000 downloads a month you know, 250,000 downloads a month, a million downloads a a month, 4 million downloads a month, which is where I am right now, that starts being a really smart model and a really fun model to play with. Um, And I no longer have, you know, a a course that I'm promoting, although I absolutely could. Like I, I know, I no longer need to be the sponsor of my own podcast. I can have all these beautiful brands that provide amazing products for women and, you know, I get to talk about them for, you know, 30, 60 seconds and boom, like there we are. So, you know, the emotion behind this was that it, I was incredibly intimidated by this because the thought of, okay, I've got 5,000 downloads a month into, you know, I had done the calculations back then, like what would it, What? how many downloads would I need to have in order to make, you know, a solid, like... 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 50 grand a month. Like, what are those numbers? And those started feeling incredibly overwhelming. Like, there's no way I could do that. Like, um, b- so I had that emotion, but I just kept moving forward going, I I'm, i don't know how. I just know I can, and I'm going to figure it out. And so now here we are all these years later, and that's an entirely different conversation that is incredibly intricate, which is like these small decisions to for growth because growth really you know growing those downloads growing the listenership is ultimately the leader of how this business is growing.
1: Wow, I love it. I love I love that you flipped it on its ear and you're like I'm going to do it different. It's just, yeah. it's very inspiring.
0: Well, and you know something that I want to mention and I did mention this on our panel is that I I don't know how I got this, you know, nudge, but I understood very early on that in addition to this advertising, traditional advertising model, I understood that my podcast, my, my meditation itself, so my episode itself is my product. And so another thing that I've been doing alongside this kind of traditional adver- advertising models is I... I charge for those individual meditations so I will allow people to buy an individual meditation I will bundle them together like an album and I create meditation bundles and boom you could buy that um I have ad free an ad free subscription model so that's called premium you know you for $7.99 a month you can get 200 plus ad free meditations per month like so there's all these ways where because I see the product as the actual meditations themselves, I can always think about how can I package these in a different way? Because everyone kind of wants to consume them a little differently. So my job is just to package them in a way that people want to consume them and put them out there as much as possible.
1: I love that. It's almost like uh, uh, Hulu uh, for uh, meditation on podcasts. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So you mentioned you know, this state of overwhelm. And I would imagine on the journey you've been on, you've, uh, you've had some different dances with being overwhelmed. You know, you're, you're as a business owner without children or anything else, there's a lot of overwhelm in growing a business. And then you add being a wife and a mom into the mix. So I'm assuming there's some overwhelm. How has um, overwhelm either been like a catalyst or a motivation for what the work you're doing right now?
0: me and overwhelm dance a lot. let's just say that. <laughs> um I so my personality is definitely somebody who is a caregiver and I take on always uh, just always ever since I've been born, I take on way more than is possible, right um, that has always allowed me to actually become the person who can hold all of those things. Um, but in you know, in the snapshot of this meditation network, you know, what's happened, it, it actually just the podcast journey, you know, from kind of the overwhelm of like being the business owner without kids. And now I've, I, you know, business, you're never done in business. There's always more things to do. Um, and so there was just that overwhelm. And then obviously with my first kid, it was like, oh my God, this is an entirely different like culture that I need to get to get used to. So now the snapshot now is really of, you know, I have two girls, seven and three. I have this, you know, network that is continuing to be in growth mode. I have a significant team um, of people and I'm also the CEO of my family. Like, and that, let me really bring attention to that because that is an invisible job that most people listening right now probably have. And I quite frequently have to have the conversation with my husband about like, this thing exists over here and like, I just need you to put some light on that because that is not a small job. Like and it's one that I don't get time away from unless I'm like leaving for the weekend or something like that, right? So I say all that because there are many moments of overwhelm. And you know, I the process that I really am constantly sort of going through as I start feeling this overwhelm, I immediately kind of shut down. And the challenge to that is because, I'm managing this like kids, you know, business type of a, of my values, like I'm managing these values in these big time allotments of energy. You know, I, it really relies on being, being as efficient as possible with the very few hours of work that I do have. So when I feel overwhelmed, I shut down and all of a sudden I'm not efficient. And I might have a day where I like, am like staring at the walls because I feel so overwhelmed. And So what I have to do is just give myself an enormous amount of forgiveness and grace in those moments, like let all the feels happen. I actually will write some meditations sometimes. They're very cathartic for me to write these meditations and because I feel like these are the moments when people really need meditation. And so, boom, I'm in this moment. So let me write what's going on here so that the woman listening can really identify with that and feel that I know that feeling. Um, And then, you know, eventually I have to like kick myself in the butt about it. not allow that to 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 spiral down into a sense of um feeling sorry for myself, the world is crashing down, total burnout. And I don't always succeed at that. I just want to make sure you hear that. Um, you know, so for me, what ends up happening is that I I'm incredibly in tune with myself. So like I will just sort of take note, like, okay, check mark. I got overwhelmed. Okay, now it's like two weeks later. Oh, I got overwhelmed again. Now it's like a week later. I'm okay. I'm overwhelmed again. So, like, I will notice, like, this is happening a lot. What is going on here? And that will always be this moment. Talk about those catalyst moments. This will be the moment where I sort of stand back and I say, Why am I feeling overwhelmed? Generally, it means something's not working in this system that I have and I've created. What needs to adjust? Always, 100%, it's always my mindset and there's always usual usually like practical parts do i need to hire something else out do i need to have somebody else do this do i need to ask for help over here do i need it's always how can i offload all of the things that i've taken up thinking that i can do them all it's you that's really what it normally is and how can i do that in a way that comes from this space of growth that it's all possible that there's abundant there's abundance out there, right? So I don't need to pull back on the growth of my business in order to feel peaceful, in order to spend the most amount of quality time with my kids. I can spend enormous amount of quality time with, with my kids and I can grow the hell out of this company in a very beautiful and rapid pace, right? But, but so I'm dancing with overwhelm a lot. Meditation, I use a lot because meditation for me is just this opportunity to pause and do my best to get out of my head. And what that means is really separating from my thoughts. And, you know, we have this idea in meditation that we're supposed to, our minds are supposed to be clear. Our thoughts are supposed to stop and, and completely pause. That doesn't happen. Your mind's job is to like create thoughts. Like it's just, it's always going to happen. But our job in meditation and what I have found to be so helpful is that it allows me to sort of separate from those thoughts. And in that separation, I'm able to sort of see this extra space that is created. And in that space, I get to choose whether I want to identify with those thoughts, whether I want those thoughts to carry me into place X or place Y. Um, but ultimately that I'm separate from my thoughts and I'm actually the creator here. So I'm in charge. And um, and that gives me a lot of empowerment to sort of like pretty quickly shift out of overwhelm and into a space of action, usually, um, and a space of... Of incredible like possibility, like, okay, like I'm pretty. My husband tells me I'm pretty, you know, really good at like, I'll be completely done one day and overwhelmed and done, depressed, you know, did the spiral down to feeling sorry for myself. Nothing's working out. My life sucks, like that stuff. And then, like, the next day, I'm good. And a lot of it has to do with this meditation practice. By day two, I'm usually like, let's go. I am going to lead the charge here. So, you know, I feel like, um, the the dance with overwhelm is incredibly important because it 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 helps me continue to cut off the fat that i don't need and continue to sort of carve out this life that i want right now
1: wow there's so many gems in what you just shared um if you're listening in and you just went wow i think i have to rewind and listen to that again <laughs> you are not alone i literally cannot wait to listen to that again <laughs> but you know there's a couple things that really stood out. First of all, I think when we're in those spaces of complete meltdown, I, I was like feeling my sister present to me here going, yes, I am not the only one <laughs> who gets in nope. my head, spirals down and it is taking space. It is meditating. It is getting myself regrounded. That is my guiding force. Like that's what works for me. And sometimes I literally have to walk away from everything and get myself regrounded so I can come back to it with a, I like to think of it as like my spirit is refreshed because I've reconnected to source and I've reconnected to what my truth is and not in, in the spiral of all the, the humanness, I am no longer making judgments about what's happening. right? Right. So that's, it was really, it was so exquisite to hear another really, like, I think a big force in the world saying something that felt so near to me. Yeah. So thank you for being authentic and sharing that. But I I want to go, I want to talk about mindset. You alluded to that a, a couple of minutes ago. And, you know, in the work that I have done on myself over the years, like m- mindset feels like the fuel. It's the fuel that um, sends me spiraling down because my mindset's off or it's the fuel that keeps me lit and keeps me plugged into, to to positive momentum. And I think there's like this trifecta between overwhelm, ambition and mindset that we have to really, like we have to keep in balance because I I don't know, I I think overwhelm is always gonna be there, but the mindset in my experience is a way of keeping it in check. What are your thoughts?
0: I like that. for me, mindset is everything. And like, it is, it it is the lens with which I'm showing up to the world. And and it is the lens with which I see what is there for me on the other side. And you're right. If that lens is, you know, gray and yucky and woe is me, um, that's what I'm going to see. And therefore, that's what I'm going to experience and get more of. If it's clear and has expanded. All of a sudden, I can see a lot more, and I can really believe in what I see. And I can, I can become that person to allow more of that stuff in. I can become that person that that lives what she is seeing right now in this mindset. Um, you know, I'll give you the. I'll give you a really great, um, uh, very specific example. I have felt. <laughs> Uh, This last year for me in this business and just life in general has been incredibly challenging. Um, You know, a year ago I had, oh my gosh, three podcasts. So basically in the course of a year, I've launched five more podcasts and the launching of those and the adding of the, and these are not, these are all daily podcasts. These are not like, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I have one show a week going on each of these. Like I am, I am a production house with content. And un- until just recently, I have been the one producing that. I have been the content creator. I have been the one writing them. I've been the one speaking them. So anytime a new show comes out, it's, you know, it, not only is the post-production, you know, and ever getting it live and the business of this, of this thing, me, but it's, Um, it's the, the birth of it is me, right? And that's an incredibly, incredibly creative (laughs) muscle to constantly, you know, be working. So, so I've noticed, and this took me time to really watch, see this pattern, but I just noticed that I was on this very, very regular pattern of overwhelm, like every three to four weeks, which turned into every two to three weeks, which was pretty regularly every two weeks. I was I would burn out like really burn out until recently until um until August probably uh, September even of this year and we're recording right now at the end of the year so um and and here's the thing I did the right things I'm making air quotes right now I did the quote unquote right things that I needed to do to help me get out of this overwhelm specifically I hired help right so I hired you know another person to do um a voiceover for one of my shows to be the voice of that. I hired um, somebody else to be a writer for one of my shows. And now I have two writers. I hired my first full-time uh, operations manager, my first full-time employee. Like I have I have a, a really good team. Um, and I would say about six of them, six or seven of them, they're all contractors, right? But now I have one real, like I'm real. I'm a real business. I've got like a real full-time employee. That was a big move. Um. So I did, I've done all these right things to, to, to transcend the overwhelm, but my mindset was still yucky. My mindset monthly was just like, I can't keep up with this. I can't keep doing this. Finding another writer is going to be so hard. Uh, this, you know, you can't. I can't. It's just not easy to find like the best writer here. Like, just my mindset was poop. So, um, so I finally got that. Like, sometime in September, I finally got it. Like, it was early September, I remember, and I was like dude, you need a cleanup of your mind. Because what was happening is what I was seeing in reality was was the reflection of those thoughts. My numbers plateaued for a long time and everything was hard. Everything seemed very hard. And so in early September, I just was like, no, I, I know this. It needs to start here. It needs to start in my mind. So I really started spending a lot more time in meditation guided meditation sometimes in just sitting still which is still meditation standing outside in the sun going on walks in nature and i would just be still and allow kind of the deflowering of all of these beliefs all of this hardness all of this like oh my gosh i've I, i've i've gone to the peak of where i can be right and i just was identifying actually these are limiting beliefs um and this isn't even talking about like the family side of this like family has gotten heavier over the past year like as family does right like parenting has gotten heavier over the past year and so um so it's it has been enormous amount of mental work for me to sort of peel away you know these um these limiting beliefs and these negative thoughts that have created what I was in, which is I'm doing the right things, quote unquote, but I'm still feeling the same. I'm still seeing the same results. And the process of that over and over again, journaling it out. What do I really want? How do I want to feel? You know, meditating on that, spending quiet time about like what this is, feeling, literally feeling that release of those of those things, of that negativity and allowing a new space to open up going, what do I want? What do I want in that space? My husband, uh, who is a, a big piece of my business, he basically runs marketing for me, which is massive. He's a genius with that. He happened to mention, like, in one of these little overwhelm outbreaks, and he's like, "Hey, maybe it'd be worth talking to Mark. Mark is our our business consultant that we have known for you know decade to almost two decades now, and has worked with us in past businesses that we've done." And he was like, "What got you here is not going to get you to where you want to go." And I was like, okay, I think you're right. And that was that was really hard for me to see. There was a little bit of ego in there because I'm like, I've built this business so far. Like I'm awesome, right? Like that ego came up for a second. But but then we do what we do as parents, which is like, well, this is not about me. This is about the business. This business is its own entity. What does the business need? The business needs a CEO that is not falling apart every other week. <laughs> the business needs a CEO that is clear, that has space. So I need some help. I need somebody to be able to put help, like bring these two things together, called my vision and the actions of where we are now, and help bridge that. And I need a guide towards that. and And our friend has done this beautifully for many, many. He's a Fortune five hundred business consultant. He's just brilliant. So he he and I have been meeting ever since then, and it's amazing to get in to, to be actively vibrant in this space of creation and what is possible, and that is all mindset that and so these moves that i'm now making are coming from that place and i'm watching the number skyrocket it's it is mind blowing to me like it's not because like i could have done this exa- these exact same actions 6 months ago and they wouldn't have worked because my mindset wasn't there so i believe mastering your mindset and i say mastering a little hesitantly because i don't think we ever actually master it i think it's a constant Dance that we're doing with our mindset to recognize when it gets cloudy, to then do the work that we need to do at that moment to clear it, to expand it. But that is my work. Like I was very clear at the beginning of this year, like what the big vision was for this year. And I was very, the question that kept coming up was who do I need to become to be the CEO who runs this company? Who do I need to be around? What new things do I need to do? What habits do I need to have? What mindset do I need to have? Um, all of that. And to me, mindset is just all of it. Like it's it's everything. It is the soil with which every freaking flower and plant in my garden grows. And if that soil is not good, nothing's going to grow.
1: I love that. That was powerful. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking as you were talking, the meditation and mindset really you know they're integrated very deeply and i know so many women are so overwhelmed they have so much on their plate the conversation of creating a little space for themselves to do a meditation almost feels like you're asking them to go climb out everest right yeah and yeah. so i was wondering if you have a quick tip of if the the woman who's listening or the man who may be inspired to start meditating or or recognizing that overwhelm needs a place to get grounded um, what is a tip that would help somebody prioritize that in their life right now?
0: Yes. Um one thing I love recommending is sort of this baby step into meditation. And I like to call those mini moments of mindfulness. So if you feel overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, I can't sit, I can't wake up at 5 a.m. and You know, put on a guided meditation, sit there erect in this yoga position for an hour. Like, I can't do that. That's overwhelming. And if it still feels overwhelming to, you know, take 10 minutes to pause during sometime during your day to press play on one of my meditations, if that still feels overwhelming because you have things to do, then this is what I would recommend. Allow yourself to create many moments of mindfulness. What this is, is finding opportunities to pause throughout your day in very powerful ways, but not overwhelming ways. This could be, uh, for example, you've just driven around, maybe you dropped off the kids, maybe you just went to the grocery store, whatever it is, you're pulling back into your house and you're parking your car. And instead of just rushing in, put your phone down because maybe you're looking at your phone right away when you park, put your phone down and keep the car on and sit there and take 10 conscious breaths. And by conscious breaths, I mean breaths that you are fully aware of and counting in and out. So Breathing in for one, breathing out for one, right? Breathing in for two. The interesting part is you will be amazed that mostly, and this happens to me every single time, so don't feel bad if this happens to you, you'll get to four and then you'll forget where you are because your mind started thinking and attached to a thought of what you have to do and, oh my gosh, all the things, and that's okay. Just start again. Like start from where you left off if you want to. If it feels too overwhelming to be like, shoot, I keep starting from one and I'm not getting anywhere. The point is, is that you're taking conscious breaths. And when you take conscious breaths, this brings you into the moment, into your body, into the present time. You can also accomplish accomplish this. Another example is when you're in the shower. Typically, you're in the shower. Um, it's a great time for creativity. Like maybe a lot of things are coming up in your brain. Maybe you're thinking about all the things that you have to do instead of doing that just allow yourself to say hey i'm going to take five breaths and just take five deep breaths and in those moments of those breaths be very conscious of the water hitting your back recognize the temperature um you know feel your body standing up and receiving this water um and in that moment you come into presence and in doing that what immediately follows is is usually an enormous amount of gratitude like wow Thank you for the shower. God, that feels so good. I've been needing a shower. Not everyone in the world gets a hot shower every day. Wow, I feel really grateful. All any of these like moments of mindfulness, these many moments of mindfulness are really the, the the common thing that you can start with is just stopping and taking a couple deep breaths. Um and in doing that, it brings you inside to the present moment. Usually that ends up leading to some level of gratitude. And in that process, your entire body just calms down. Your brain starts to slow down, your body literally calms, your shoulders drop, and it creates just an extra space. And so you walk into your house after, you know, after you were in the car taking your breaths and you just feel a little more chill and you're better able to sort of handle whatever is happening. Now, I use these a lot during some of the most heightened emotion times with my kids, which... 99.9% of the time always happen at, you know, bedtime routine. Oh my gosh. I'm not my best self at bedtime routine. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm cranky pants. I want My kids know like mommy's cranky pants right now. And so I will often, um, totally just excuse myself from the situation. Usually while they're in their bath, I will like walk out and I will just sit on the couch and take five deep breaths because it will just allow me to sort of like shift back into the present. Yes, I have a a ton of stuff to do. Yes, the house is a mess. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I listen to my kids laughing in the tub and somehow I'm just sort of, I, I let all that other stuff go and I'm able to show up for them to put them to sleep and to be present with them. Now, does it, is this always successful? No, I'm not going to pretend that I'm, you know, perfect mom over here, but definitely helps a lot. And I, I call upon it a lot.
1: Hmm. It's such a great strategy. I love the mini mindfulness moments. That's great. Uh, I would love it if you'd share, maybe you have a favorite podcast or a favorite meditation or uh, a favorite resource or both uh, that you could share with our listeners today for meditation.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite meditations, and I'm happy to send this direct link over to you, Melanie. Um, one of my favorite meditations is one I listen with my kids every single night. They have not gotten bored of this meditation in almost two years. I think it's two years old. And it's called Overflowing with Gratitude. And it went live um, on the Meditation for Women podcast. It's like I said, it's relatively old, but it is one of my favorite meditations. And speaking of gratitude, it really. It, the writing on it, I feel, is incredibly visceral. Like it creates this really beautiful imagery. And then my producer is just an artist. He is a a sound engineer. He's not just slapping music on the back of it, right? Like he's literally from from start to finish, it is really an experience that it's taking you through. So um, so I would love for you to listen to that one mm. and let me know what your thoughts are on,
1: um, yeah. I love it. So we'll link that up in the show notes for you all. And of course, uh go check out the Women's Meditation Network, uh, women's meditation where Katie has housed her extraordinary network of meditation podcasts. Um Katie, this is the time where and and we're I, I was only gonna ask you one closing question. So I know, audience, you love it when I well actually we'll see how long it takes you to answer the first one. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'll try and I'll be able to ask you both. Okay. Um <laughs>
1: Like what's the boldest thing you've ever had to do to amplify the reach of your work in the world?
0: The boldest thing that I've ever had to do is spend money, spend more money than I was making. Um, and I did this uh, a couple years. I think it was two years into the network. And, um, and it was really my husband who was like, Hey, like we need to pay for ads. And he's a lot more, I'm, I'm less risk averse than he is. <laughs> um, and so it it I am the person who like didn't have a credit card until I was in my late 20s because if you don't have the money don't spend it like that that's typically me. Um but I saw like hey if we really do this, if we really spend on marketing, if we really put our money down on marketing, invest in marketing. We're investing in our growth. And we have those listeners forever. Like we're spending this, these amount of dollars to get them into the mix and we're keeping them forever. So it actually has this like amplifying effect. So um so and and that's in any strategy of marketing in my opinion. This just happened to be this one particular strategy, but any strategy of marketing that you're paying for um, you know, really accentuates the dollars, like you have to make sure that that the numbers make sense. But, um, and it, you know, over the years at first, it was a smaller dollar amount, you know, I'll pay 75 bucks for that ad. And then pretty soon it was like, oh, that ad's 2,500 bucks. And then pretty soon I have a marketing spend that's relatively, like, I remember taking a screenshot of the first time that I actually paid that marketing bill. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's so scary. But I, I took a note of that and I sent it to, you know, one of my business buddies and I was like, okay, I'm stepping up, man. I am going up. This is going to, this is going to be small potatoes a year from now. Right. Um, And so that is the biggest, that is the biggest way where I've just been like, okay, I am, I am being bold. I'm spending on marketing and I'm doing the smart and wise things behind the scenes to make sure that marketing is working. And, and if it is, I'm
1: going to keep spending. Yeah. That's a mindset in itself, being willing to invest in your future success When you can't see the line totally clearly, like you got to take a risk. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Yeah. What's one thing you wish you would have done sooner?
0: Hired people, hired help. Um, I tend to be, I'm really good at growing and managing a team. I really love it actually. Uh, But I, I'm a, I am such a control freak. So I love doing all the little pieces myself because no one can do it as good as me. Right. Um, but that has been a especially very specifically hiring writers um, and seeing my business as as a production house that has these multiple talents in it in order to create this one podcast, for example. So that's incredibly empowering. And I wish I would have done that way sooner. I would have saved me a lot of those dances with overwhelm.
1: Yeah, Yep. I got to tell you, hiring, it's a double-edged storage. You know, you do have to let go, but yeah. you're, you just hit the nail on the head. It's like you can't grow. You can't grow the reach. You can't grow the income. You can't grow your freedom no. if you don't hire good help. So thanks for yeah. sharing that. Katie, yeah. this has been so awesome. Melanie, and you... you are
0: amazing. Thank
1: you. Thank you. It's been so much fun to have, have the other side of the microphone with you for a change. Uh, and as you're listening in, I hope that Katie's story and her beautiful energy has inspired you to want to meditate meditation such an extraordinary um it's such an extraordinary piece of self-care but it's also I think how we stay resilient it's how we feed our soul and keep ourselves uh, grounded and guided as Katie said earlier towards um where we're really being guided to go with our business and our life. So Katie, thank you for being a, a champion of that in the world. And again, remember, uh, check out these great meditations that Katie's sharing with us at womensmeditationnetwork.com.
0: Thank you, Melanie. You
1: are amazing. Thank you for letting me be here.